Hey everyone, I'm Alex Cantor. And I'm Lily Rosenthal. Welcome to our podcast, Hot Pastrami. We are coming to you from our favorite booth at Cantor's Deli here in LA. We're going to invite some of our friends to join us for a chat over some matzo ball soup and pastrami sandwiches. So join us for new episodes of Hot Pastrami every week on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you listen to podcasts. See you soon. Bye. Help Me Be Me is self-help for people who hate self-help, hosted by me, Sarah May. What I talk about on this show is my personal opinion, and it's not a substitute for professional help. Take what helps and leave the rest. If you're suffering, please call 911 or your local emergency services. Hi friends, it's Sarah May. Happy New Year. This is an episode I'm calling, Let's Plant Some Seeds. And the inspiration for the episode is, um, I read the, the original kind of translation of the word karma, and it inspired me because in Tibetan, the word um, translates to action, seed, results. And in Tibetan, they combine two to three words to create meaning. So for example, large and small is what translates from the word size like to to explain the idea of size so anyway in karma we are planting seeds with our actions that will grow over time and so when we take a certain action that will manifest in a plant that comes to life in our future and also shapes our life and colors our being so this idea of planting seeds that eventually bloom into results I wanted to invite you to bring this into the forefront of your mind so you can be intentional about the direction that you are growing your life. So let's just consider what will you grow with your actions. I invite you to grow more inspiration, more love, more intimacy, more health and success in your life. But let's just broad stroke just reflect on that. What do you want to grow? This episode is kind of an invitation to reflect on that in particular and look inward and also just be more intentional with how we approach uh, the coming days, weeks, months, and the year of 2023. So this is kind of like a, a reflection episode and there are a lot of prompts to reflect on in your journal. You can do this in your mind, but I think it's easier to do when you have a pencil to write things down. Um, just because there are kind of longer entries, but I offer this up as a way to reflect on the past and also really be intentional with how you move toward the future. So let's start by reminding ourselves that we can have so much joy and fun and vibrance. And let's also take stock of the things that we, we truly love, like things that resonate with us and, um, also kind of focus on the things we want to work on with a bit of just deliberate uh, intention making. So I will start this episode off by asking you to reflect on a casual question. And by that, I mean, um, I'm not trying to conjure any feelings of guilt or shame or remorse. It's just if you can try and be neutral in how you interpret these words, that's really just, it's just a a balance board kind of question. So you might have a certain appearance of your life on the outside in your the kind of details of your life, but I want you to reflect on 
how you appear on the inside. Like just do kind of a scan of your being. Are, do you feel good on the inside? Do you feel beautiful and benevolent and light? Or are there any areas of darkness or conflict? Is there something that has been bothering you as of late about your own actions, your own behaviors, your own approaches to something? And just call it to mind. If there are there, are there any areas of your behavior that you want to change? Like, and I ask or I use the word conflict because I think whenever we have kind of areas of emotional friction where we're kind of resisting something, we're muscling something, it's because some part of us doesn't agree. You know, some part of us is like, no, I know better than that. And that friction is kind of coming about or that emotional kind of resistance is coming about because we are operating from a position of pride or fear or we're resisting uh, a response that we feel is primitive like that we don't want to have so whatever it is if there's anything that's coming to mind um, I would just jot it down like what is something that like causes friction in me and one thing I am working on in particular is um, when I have a anger response to my kids. That's something that like doesn't sit well with me. I'm like, nope, I don't like that. I don't like my behavior. I want to choose to make a different behavior. Um, but that's just something I think when we can look at it, we don't realize that there is a possibility of change that opens up. But we just have to like be able to welcome noticing that thing in the first place and I think as we get older you know the more we can be open to being to scrutinizing ourselves the more we actually grow into confident self-loving people the more I grow older the more I can see where I script reality with the position I choose to take on the various ingredients of life because there are so many things that are neutral. There are so many, you know, just occurrences in your life that are neutral that we bring the meaning to with our reactions, with how we react to others, how we interpret the actions of others, how we then encode their responses to us. Like all of that creates so much of reality. So if we can just notice that, that step, we can open up so much change. It's such a very simple thing that opens up, opens up so much opportunity for change. So one thing that I am, I am working on is not taking others personally, not being uh, immediately reactive with my kids, and also really um, being more brave about owning where I am. So confronting it, looking at it, and then actively working on it versus just trying not to think about it. And I would say that just that in, in itself is super hard for a perfectionist to do. But a perfectionist is not as evolved as a person who is vulnerable and capable of looking inward, capable of accepting their flaws. So I just want to pause again and ask you to reflect on just your general perspective, like your energy and how you approach your life currently. And that can be, that's a vague question, but like, do you feel energetically like you are in kind of a default setting? Like, are you in a go, go, go doing mode? Or are you in kind of a relaxed, present, joyful, and intentional mode? And 
I would, I'm asking that just to consider it in case you need a reset, in case you need kind of like a, a reminder to step back from that automatic setting. Because how we approach our entire life is the result, like how our energy and how we approach today equals how we experience our entire lives. That is the sum of it. And it's not as much the actual ingredients. The ingredients are a huge part of it, yes, but our in the way we we move through life is very much what we get out of it. So I recently noticed myself getting into that kind of not enough perspective. Like it's not enough. I need more. I need more. I need more. That is something that's kind of like an old setting for me. And I had to step back and just like notice it. Notice like, oh, that that's that old inclination from my origin. And then I have to remind myself to undo it. Like I have to step back from it, call it out and say like, oh, that's lack perspective. And then remind myself like, no, you have an abundant and plenty perspective now. Like you've, you've seen behind the curtain of what that is and you know that it's not true. And we really have to remind ourselves to resume energetically that place of plenty, more than enough. There's more than enough time. There's more than enough whatever, wealth, food, whatever it is your body is telling you there's not enough, like you have plenty. And I think that same thing goes for, you know, if we get into that state of urgency, like I used to have an urgency busyness kind of addiction. It was like, I would kind of fall into it. And it kind of made me energetically approach everything with a sense of panic, like I was moving through everything in a hurry. And therefore, that is the outcome of my life. If I am in that state and the way I approach every day, that is how my life will be experienced. I'll just be looking at like the third thing down the street that needs to happen. Instead of just enjoying the taste of this cup of tea, whatever it is. So we really need to remind ourselves to be intentional and deliberate in our approach. And, and just tweaking that approach can make major, major change in your quality of life. So if you are feeling like, you know, I can't hold on to a sense of achievement in my life, I can't feel satisfied in my life, I don't feel good enough in my life, that is in part because of the approach. It's like the, it's almost like the inner setting is a bottomless pit. You know, never enough, never enough, never enough. And that is what inner work is for. It's for us to notice that, notice that weird position of like, I call it like that, the figurine on the top of a trophy. It's like frozen in this like forever grasping, forever pursuing position. We have to see that and then reorient our position to really see the success point as inside us as like we have to instead of looking outside we have to start to look inside and really curate a feeling a setting a perspective of enoughness and it all starts with just seeing that as the right goal for you and everything comes from that we have to start by saying like I am choosing to feel enough as I am and I have to work on that goal, that pursuit for myself and only for myself because I want to let go of this feeling of emptiness. So 
depending on where you are in your life, maybe you feel great and enough, then maybe just, I want to throw this out there, take a moment to step back and just reset whatever it is. If you, if you are too busy, if you're grasping, whatever it is, just try and reset by just setting an intention and say aloud, if you feel comfortable, I have all the time in the world. I have more than enough. I have, I am more than enough. I have all the wealth I need. I have all the talent I need. And just like see how it changes your energy, if at all. And maybe embellish that. I, I can make magic and beauty and laughter and fullness in my life. Um, I also wanted to offer you this because it's a mantra I use quite often. Don't worry, you can trust yourself. So that's for my friends out there who have a habit of feeling self-doubting, who feel guilty, who feel like they go over every decision they make and second guess them and replay them and then question if they did the right thing and then feel like they should have done blank and like, oh man, I probably fucked this up. Don't worry, you can trust yourself. You are an overthinker not an underthinker. So if you are replaying all of the thoughts and all of the, the factors you weighed to make this decision all over again, like, don't worry. You don't have to fact check yourself because you already did it a thousand times the first time. So past that, this is all my just observing, reflecting section of this. I wanted to offer you some tools and reflections for as we enter this new year of 2023. So the first tool is a journal prompt. I do this every year and it's super enjoyable, but basically in your journal, or you can do it right now if you don't have access, um, I just want you to look back at the year and it's helpful to do this with like your phone. If you have a smartphone, just because you can look at the photos of the things that you've done in the past year, but just look back and ask what were the highlights? What sticks out as something that you, that will last with you for your years to come like what are moments that you really treasured and what were the feelings that were brought about by those experience those experiences and just take note of the significance of those instances like what made them what they are and for me it's things like getting more close to myself having new epiphanies moments of growth um, going kind of deeper into myself and also moments where I got to witness the joy of others that I love and really being able to spend focused present time with those people. So whatever it is for you, first write the list of experiences and then second, notate why those are special. Like what feelings did they evoke? For me, those feelings are pride, presence, connection, uh, joy and moments also where I could be of service or I felt valuable. So I just wanted to offer those up in case they inspire anything. All right. The next tool is called I'm growing up. And so this tool is not about shame or blame. It's really about being able to consider areas that might you might want to change it's it's being able to open up to the areas that actively hurt you because they don't align with what you choose for yourself so just invite memories of like what are moments in this last year that 
didn't sit right with me for because of how I behaved. And like, in other words, what are the areas that you know better? And where were there areas where you could tell the truth when you didn't tell the truth? So this is a journal reflection exercise. And then the last prompt is what are areas of your life? What are some areas that you can be more consistently you? In other words, what are areas where you can own all of yourself? And I ask that because I think a lot of the time we feel like we have to wear masks in certain arenas of our life and having those inconsistencies, in my opinion, it really does hold us back in our purity of our energy and in our ability to give all of our gifts. So if we're wearing certain facades or we're like holding back our opinions in certain areas, it's like if we can really make a goal to be ourselves in all spheres, we become like these just unfiltered, pure energy forms that are so powerful and so abundant and so joyful. So just wanted to ask you, where where can you bring out more of the true you? And the beginning of all change is just an intention. It's consciously saying, I don't like this. I want to work on this. And then noticing the times when this thing occurs. So that's where we are. We're just starting. We're planting our seeds. We're figuring out where these seeds are going to go. All right. The next tool, say the thing aloud. So I just want to ask you point blank. What do you want? What are things you want? What are ways you want to feel? What are things you want to have happen? What are actual literal things you want to have in your life? And let's just say them out out loud right now. Let's say the first things that come to our minds. And I want you to do that because I want you to actualize them by externalizing them. They are going to have physical form just by announcing them. And they don't have to all be like, I want to change the world for the better. They can all be different. So just like list them out. Let's go. I'm not going to tell you mine because I want you to be able to think. Hit the pause button. Okay, I'm going to assume you did that. One thing I want you to remember is just how we approach today is how we approach our life. Like that translates in a ratio to the rest of our lives. So if we can bring new energy into our focus today, we can start to see our life reshape. And that's similar to like karma seeds that are planted. We are watching things come to fruition over time in just how we feel, how we walk, how we hold our bodies, how we affect other people. It's like those seeds actually do grow. And it's because it's happening over a long period of time, we don't realize the how like major the impact is. And so you can think of that in like all the actions you take matter. For example, if you are very kind and respectful and receptive to others around you, that echoes into the world that we are all co-creating. Like you're giving gifts to someone that they can then offer to someone else that they cross paths with. You fill their cup with that action. Have you ever seen kindness stop someone dead in their tracks? Like if someone is in kind of like a negative or short mode and then you're kind to them, like have you ever witnessed how it alters how they respond energetically? It's like we are all currents. 
and we are creating waves outwards. And the same goes for how you spend your time. It's like how you spend your time, how you, what you are looking forward to, what you are looking for in your world. It's like with that energy, you are telling the world with your actions, this is who I am. And the world listens, the world respects that. And this is like, you know, how politics work and <laughs> things like mass persuasion. But it's also how we become something. We, we start by saying to ourselves and to others, I choose to be this. And then we practice it with our actions. And then it literally becomes us. Have you ever spoken with an off-duty weather reporter? Well, I have. <laughs> and they pretty much talk in the same way. And that is because they're practicing being that way with their actions. So what are, whatever it is you intend for your life, claim it. Just claim it verbally, claim it in your mind's eye, and then start to claim it regularly in your energy. And that will literally become you. So my next tool, which is kind of a different direction than what I was just talking about, is called story flipping. And I had this tool in the episode because I think a lot of us get into grooves of telling ourselves a story about ourselves or a story about our relationships or a story about our kids or a story about whatever, how our life is always going to be. And it keeps us playing that story out. And so this is kind of like a Byron Katie light tool. Um, and this is a practice to do just casually. Like don't put too much emphasis on it, but as you move through your com the coming weeks and months, if you notice a heavily reactive response come up for you, like in your body, for example, something that is self-protective, like something that feels emotionally big in your body. I just want you to, in that moment, if you are able to, just pause and emotionally question them. And by that, I mean like, third person it just step back from the emotion in your body and flip the story ask yourself to look at it as though you're a completely neutral third party and say is this true though is maybe the opposite of this true and I'll get into why I think that this is a really helpful tool I just want to explain the context of this tool I have a lot of big emotional body responses specifically I mean in lots of different circumstances but I have a lot of them to do with related to relationships and that is because I've had major trauma in relationships I had a past relationship where I found out my partner was living a double life and it had it made me have such an intense trauma response to anything that feels like it's hurting me from another person and it makes my body go into this setting of I have to protect myself. And in this situation, I had to like, you know, if, if anybody has to go through a breakup, it's very similar to experiencing the death of a loved one. You experience it emotionally in the same way. And you also, in a situation like this, you have to simultaneously self-protect. And often what traumas do, especially those related to loss, is they encode in our muscle memory this alarm bell that says, run, 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 anytime something like that happens. Or in my case, it says, get the fuck out. <laughs> and we re-experience this old thing energetically. And that is to help us survive in the world. However, I think a lot of us, when we have these old emotional stories, 
They are giving us an immediate fear reaction. Like the reaction is primitive. It's just saying, shut down, get out. And that's not necessarily always true of a situation. Either way, it's a very primitive, simplified response. And so if we can, by questioning, by stepping back and questioning, if we can override that fear response and we are emotionally able to question them, then we have opportunities to choose slightly more aligned decisions like as a result of them and we can we can still do the things we need to do to protect ourselves but oftentimes they it just allows us to see other facets of a situation so in this tool we are going to just become kind of experts on our own personal baggage our own personal like trauma stories so I just want you to in your journal add prompts to explore later what are the moments in time when I have an old emotional response? What are my kind of fight, flight, freeze moments where either fear or anger or fuck it comes up? Another prompt, what, what's an area of conflict in my life where I revert to a child? So whatever it is, just whatever you jotted down, just become familiar with them and intend, just call to mind, like the next time that happens, the next time those triggers occur, just call to mind this intention. This is just the questioning that I want. Like in the moment, you're like, I'm going to change my entire life. I can't tolerate this thing. I got to bail. This is the questioning you bring up. When you notice that feeling in your body, ask instead, is maybe this not so bad? Is this maybe actually partly my fault or am I creating this issue in part as well? This is the questioning. And the goal is to flip the story that your energy is telling you. And the reason to flip the story is not so you can stay in a shitty, terrible situation at all. It is just to energetically explore the opposite of what our body is telling us as a way to open up our autonomy and disengage from a fear response. And when we're in the fear response, everything is black and white and blinding. It's oversimplified. It's not that I'm saying don't protect yourself. It's that I am saying step out of the victim mindset where you are only driven by fear because it's not as empowered and rational as when you step out of that, when you energetically step out of the victim role, you become much more intelligent and you are much more capable of seeing the nuance and also seeing how you in part are contributing to whatever the situation is. So just to be clear, I'm not saying don't run from an attacker, fucking run from an attacker. This is really only about situations that are to do with old baggage and old and like something you know is tied to a, an old situation in your life. If something if someone is harmful, get away from that person. I'm not encouraging you to tolerate abuse of any kind or anything that is hurtful to you at all. This is just for you to help change your condition and responses to things that are related to old trauma. So, when we can step out of that victim role, we can still make very helpful self-protective decisions. This has nothing to do with what you ultimately choose to do 
in whatever situations. This is really just about stopping that react reactivity from dictating the decision-making process. Because when we, when we step out of that and we resume kind of that reflective, empowered, autonomous position and in part responsible position, we can see all of these other layers to a chain reaction that is occurring. We can see like all the nuance and also all the emotional coloring. You start to see like, whoa, my brain turned to red and I made all of these things into attacks. Like you start to see all this variation you couldn't see before. And it allows you to open up all these other completely new paths of how you proceed in the future. So you, it'll open up new mature choices in how you want to proceed. And it may be that those choices are having a difficult conversation or leaving a relationship in a very compassionate, responsible way or seeking out professional help of some sort. I mean, there are all sorts of things that come about. The only thing that this helps with is it step it helps you step out of that trauma-based response. So it's like as Byron Katie, I think... Her co-author describes it. It's like it's getting a um, a truck that's stuck in the mud. Like it's pushing it back and forth so the wheels can get free. This is how we start to rejigger our responses so we can see like, is this true though? And step out of ourselves for a second. It's pretty awesome. Um, okay, cool. Next tool, a totally different response or a totally different direction. It's uh, working with the unconscious. This is kind of like a beginner invitation, <clears throat> excuse me, to working with, <clears throat> pardon, to working with the unconscious. And so this is something I, this is not a meditation podcast, as you know. So it's something I wanted to offer you to conjure in your own mind if you are a person who meditates to do when you're in kind of a meditative state of mind. And maybe that's when you're going to sleep tonight. Or when it, maybe it's when you have just done a yoga class. But I just want you to like be alone with your eyes closed, very relaxed. And I just want you to imagine you are walking into a forest clearing. And this might sound totally hippie to you. Fine, do it anyway. But just like as an example, I just want you to close your eyes, take a couple of deep breaths. And I want you to imagine yourself in this forest clearing. And I want you to imagine a childhood version of yourself approaches you. And that self hands you a gift. And I just want you to imagine opening that gift in your mind's eye. And what is it? What's the object? What did your younger self give you? And just describe that thing to yourself in detail. Like, when is this from? What is the object used for? What is its symbolism in your life? And last, how can you relate this to your life now? Like, what is the object here to tell you? What is your younger self trying to tell you by giving you this? And if you get triggered by picturing your younger self, Alternately, I want you to imagine you have unearthed, like dug up in the dirt, an object from an ancient culture, an ancient civilization. And imagine this object from long ago and the same questions. What is this object used for? Describe it in your mind's eye. Like, what does it look like? 
What is it? What is its purpose? What was its purpose? And last, what is the object here to tell you? And this tool, this tool is not for everybody. This tool is not for like 22 year old Sarah. That's for sure. I would have been like, no, thanks. But the reason to do this, the reason I do exercises like this is you can learn so much from just working with your own mind and your own imagination when you are in a very open theta state, when your mind is like very open, your unconscious is much more accessible. We're much more um, able to access things that are normally blocked from our conscious mind. And usually what happens is this object represents something you truthfully yearn for. And when we can get that feedback, that immediate feedback, we can be like, huh, I'm going to bring more of that into my present life. And we can do these like very simple gestures for ourselves to invite that into our present day life. And we get immediately happier and more at home with ourselves. We feel so appreciated and rewarded by those types of just demonstrations to ourselves. I like to think of ourselves as like kind of two separate beings. Like we are our conscious experience and we are these this energetic body and when we can be very kind to ourselves we build this like deep friendship and we feel great and we feel important we feel lovable and and so like acts like this generate so much self-love even though they're very weird and performative they make us feel very special so I wanted to invite you to do that because I think you'll feel the same way <laughs> even if you feel silly um and as I've mentioned in past episodes, the unconscious and dream work is a direct path to a lot of the stuff that you deep down desire, but is completely blocked from view in your conscious mind because the ego is such a dense structure that's bent on helping us survive and win and do all the egoic things. So anyway, uh, those are my tools and I wanted to close this episode with something that is uplifting and I just want to leave you feeling like in that state of ultimate openness and possibility so I wanted to all of us let's revisit a moment from your recent past that makes you feel so happy so proud so fulfilled so full of joy and just scan your memory and when you have it I want you to mentally go there. Like, let's re-experience that moment. Where are you? Like, what time is it? What time of day? Look around this place. Feel the air on your face. Hear the sounds that are occurring. Whatever you're touching around you, like look at the textures. If you are with others, look at their faces and see how they're feeling. What are their expressions like? And now just like look around the room, be in that moment. And now just tune into the feeling in your body. Tune into the joy you're feeling and just savor it. And last but not least, I want you to think of something you want to bring forth in your life. Something you are looking forward to in your future and whisper it aloud whatever it is 
And that is the episode. And I hope this is fun for you. I hope it's fruitful for you. I wish you all a very happy new year. I send you my love. And don't forget to smile. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.